opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind, I'm Brian McCallan. In 2019, ACB Radio's very own American Council of the Blind appointed a new president. His name is Dan Spoon. President Spoon is here to tell us how he's improving ACB now and in the years to come. Hello, President Spoon. Hello, Brian. Uh, Thank you so much for having me on uh, speaking out today. I appreciate the opportunity to share our thoughts. Hey, glad to have you here. So, FCB, or the Florida Council of the Blind, says that growing up, you were in a mainstream classroom in school, you got your bachelor's degree in finance from the University of Florida in 1979, and you got your master's of business administration in accounting from the, from the same school in 1981. Tell us more about your educational life. Well, thank you, Brian. First, go Gators. I got to get that plug out there as a go big Gators. University of Florida graduate. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, yeah, I have um, my eye disease is retinitis pigmentosus, RP. So it got diagnosed with that when I was uh, eight years old at a fairly young age and progressively have lost vision throughout my life. I'm now at the point of being almost totally blind, just a little bit of light perception. Uh, but I had some fairly decent usable vision through, you know, most of high school. I got to where, uh, you know, the light really bothered me, and I couldn't really read books without some magnification and had to sit on the front row. But then by the time I got into college, it became uh, more of an issue. I ended up having to use, uh, you know, recordings to get through some of my classes and a reader. Uh, back in the, uh, you know, late 70s and early 80s, We didn't have the accessibility centers that we have today, and so it was a different time to go to school, but had had a really wonderful experience, and uh, from that was able to, you know, launch into uh, a a career after after my opportunity for me, so. That's good. Let's talk about your times with FCB and ACB. It all started when you joined the Greater Orlando Council of the Blind in the mid-80s. Who introduced you to this FCB chapter? It was kind of a little, I, you know, I, I was very just loosely involved with the Greater Orlando Council of the Blind, which at that time was called the Mid-Florida Council of the Blind, that you're based in Orlando with these surrounding counties and cities. And I really was, you know, working hard and, and got involved in uh, the rehab council for our, you know, vocational rehab uh, ab, uh advisory council that was part of our division of blind services and i was a business representative on that uh, advisory council and met terry blessings just an absolutely wonderful lady that helped pioneer uh, cclvi the council of citizens with low vision international and she was the current president of the florida council of the blind she was out of bradington florida and we kind of hit it off and she asked me if i would be willing to get involved in the Florida Council of the Blind that their membership secretary had passed away. And they had a D-based computer program and nobody knew how to 
uh, access it or get the information out and it was getting time for membership renewal and she really needed some help and could I help her? And I said, sure, I'd be happy to help, you know, Terry. We called her, it was Teresa Belsky's, but we call her Terry. And she said, okay, well, I'll get back to you. I've got to go talk to some folks and I'll get back to you in a week or two. And then she called me two weeks later and said, Dan, you've been elected as an officer of the Florida Council of the Blind. You're now our new membership secretary. And that hit me as quite a surprise because I had never even been to a Florida Council of the Blind state meeting before. And here I was an officer. So I kind of... <laughs> this wasn't an Oscar win. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I kind of got thrown in the deep in the pulpit. It was just an absolutely wonderful experience. I started attending the, the state conventions, met some fantastic folks uh, like Paul Edwards and Carl McCoy and Jim Lamb and Doug Hall and just all kinds of people that had been involved in Florida Council of the Blind for years. And, um, you know, really uh, fell in love with the organization and all the individuals that made it up and the passion that everybody had to, to help the blind and visually impaired community. And, uh, you know, kind of did the membership stuff there for four or five years. And, uh, you know, we had a it's hard to believe looking back on that now, but back in in the early 90s, we had, I think, over 1,500 members of the Florida Council of the Blind. It was really a large group and, um, you know, had 25, 26 chapters throughout the state. So it was quite a good organization. It still is. And, and, it's, and still is. And that yeah. also includes ACB because you first became involved in the finance-related committees, and in the organization's resource development. You and your wife, Leslie, who I also mm -hmm. had a privilege interviewing on this program just about a couple years ago, started the Brenda Dillon Memorial Walk together. That, ah. that is held at each year's ACB convention. And you also chaired ACB's audio description project, and held a position on the council's board of directors. How did you get to do all of these experiences? <laughs> well, uh, I, and I will say just, uh, you know, to correct the record a little bit, the, the, the actually the ACB walk started was, was introduced by Dan and Brenda Dillon back okay. in Orlando, Florida at the ACB convention in 2009. They, it was part of the watermelon run that they do here in Orlando <laughs> over the 4th of July. And they partnered with uh, Radio Shack and the watermelon run and did their first uh, ACB walk. And it kind of got off to a, a Dan and Brenda were, were quite the, you know, the motivators and the innovators. And uh, we happened, Leslie and I just perchance uh, met them at that particular convention. They were hosting the ACB uh, auction uh, one night, and we actually bid on a Nashville package to, uh, you know, uh, to go take some tours and spend some nights in Nashville. And when we went up to Nashville, we met Dan and Brenda. They invited us over to their house for dinner. And I don't know if you knew Brenda or Dan and all, but they can be very persuasive. So when we left there, we were members of the auction committee and the resource development committee, pending some approval from the then president, uh, Mitch Pomerantz. And so they got us involved at the ACB level, and uh, we've kind of never looked back. So 
Uh, I can't say enough about uh, Brenda and Dan. And then when Brenda passed away in 2013, Marlena Lieberg, you know, uh, put a motion on uh, to the ACB Board of Directors to rename the walk the ACB Brenda Dillon Memorial Walk. And, you know, it has just taken off and done fantastic. I think the last two years, it's brought in $94,000 and $83,000. Donna Brown is the chair of the walk now, and it just does an absolutely fantastic job. And it it not only provides money for the American Council of the Blind, but also for all the affiliates that participate in it with half the money going back to, you know, the different affiliates throughout the state. And I have to give a shout out to the Florida Council of the Blind who had the Florida Hurricanes were the first place team last year and raised a little over $27,000. So they did fantastic. The Florida Hurricanes. Good name. Yeah. <laughs> now so we're it was, uh, yeah. So it, it, it's been a, it's been a little bit of a whirlwind compared to a lot of people involved in American council of the blind. So got elected to the board for the first time in 2012 uh, actually, at the pushing of Brenda Dillon, who was really, uh, you know, encouraging uh, me to, you know, to give back more and 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 get involved uh, on the leadership level. So uh, she was she was quite the instigator. Tell us about how you became ACB's president in 2019 at the annual conference and convention in Rochester, New York. First of all, I had, you know, just the wonderful opportunity over the last six years to work with Kim Charlson, our immediate past uh, president of American Council of Blind. And Kim just did an absolutely fantastic job of, of organizing and continuing to continue the work of Mitch Pomerantz, who was before her with ACB. And so we had a very uh, congenial, collaborative uh, board that I think was really working well to establish a lot of programs to help American Council of the Blind into the future. And so we had the hiring of our new executive director four years ago and Eric Bridges, and then he's been able to bring in a lot of new staff uh, at both the Alexandria office and Minneapolis offices. And we really, for the first time over the last six years, had in a little while, had been able to actually balance our budget, be in the black instead of the red, and actually bring on some new staff members inside the organization. So, uh, you know, the, the the team, our ACB board, had worked really hard to, uh, you know, stabilize the thrift stores, to, um, to find new uh, fundraising opportunities through convention sponsorships and and other programs like that. We started the um, Legacy Endowment Fund for the first time where bequest to the American Council of the Blind could go into an endowment fund that would live in perpetuity to help our organization. And with a couple of bequests over the last few years, we've now grown to a, I believe, 1.3 million in that endowment fund. And we have a board reserve that's at 1.6 million. So we've, we've worked to really stabilize our financial situation. And then I think also really worked to grow our leadership uh, with, with folks, uh, you know, taking on responsibilities in different areas. So I, I'm very proud of the work Kim had done and uh, wanted to kind of be a part of, 
per, per, per continuing that into the future. Um, I had retired from Siemens. I had, uh, you know, an opportunity to give back with more service uh, to our blind and visually impaired community. And uh, when Jeff Tom in 2017 kind of decided, due to personal reasons, that he wasn't going to run for his last term of first vice president, uh, you know, after some soul searching with Leslie and all, we decided to go ahead and and put our name in the hat for first vice president with the idea that that would give us two years to work with Kim and work with Eric and really, you know, try to do a good job of being able to transition knowledge uh, from the kind of the, the uh, you know, the old administration to the new administration. Uh, Kim and Eric have been fantastic. And then, you know, was lucky enough in 2019 to uh, run and get elected. So I, I thank American Council of Blind and all our membership for the confidence they've, uh, you know, shown in me and I, you know, humbled every day to try to do the best I can uh, for our wonderful organization. I can tell you're already doing your best and, um, but what do you think is the most important challenge facing ACB? How do you plan to address that in your first term as president? Sure. Well, thanks for that question, Brian, because we, we've accomplished a lot, but there's still so much more out there to do. We are, and unfortunately, we see this with our, you know, ACB Angels tribute and, and the, the new names of leaders that go on that wall each year is that our organization is, is aging. And so we've got to first, if we're going to continue the mission of the organization, which as we know is ACB strives to increase the independent security, equality of opportunity and quality of life for all blind and visually impaired people. We've got to have the human resources, the human capital and the financial capital to do that. Where American Council of the Blind really wants to be is we want to be the chief influencer for the blind and visually impaired community in the 21st century. We may not be the largest organization, but we want to be the organization that if a, a corporation, a legislative uh, agency, uh, a consumer uh, uh, committee, uh, consumer community organization is looking for somebody who understands the blind and visually impaired community and how to make life better for that community. They're first and foremost going to, uh, going to contact the American Council of the Blind. So we're working really hard um, to put some what, what we're calling program steering committees in place. We have nine key program and service areas that are how we run the American Council of the Blind. These are the, the programs that we put on our annual report and our annual audit each year. Very quickly, they're the convention, which we know a lot about, the annual convention that American Council of the Blind holds each year. There are advocacy programs that works really hard on all the advocacy issues um, uh, impacting our community. Their membership and affiliate services to really get out there and reach out to our members and help develop leaders for the future. There's a fourth program is on information and peer support, which is, you know, I don't know about you, Brian, but when I first joined American Council of the Blind, it was because I was trying to find folks who were going through the same 
issues and experiences that I was going through. I just wanted some support. I wanted some help. I wanted people who understood what was happening to me. And so I think information and peer support is just critical uh, to develop, uh, continue to develop our, our organization. It's something we always have to offer to our members. And then we have scholarship and awards that do a fantastic job. This year, we're going to offer over $70,000 of scholarships to blind and visually impaired students out there to continue their secondary education. That's just fantastic. Uh, the audio description project, uh, we've made unbelievable progress in audio description here over the last 10 plus years since the CVAA was passed. And it just continues to grow and expand. Uh, this, uh, I think this month we've now hit over 3,400 titles that are available with audio described content uh, through our relationships with Netflix and Amazon and Hulu and Apple Plus and Disney Plus. And the world just continues to grow as the streaming uh, revolution continues to take place. So that's just a, a lot of wonderful activities going on with audio description. Public awareness, we really have to continue to communicate and get the word out, not just to our members, but to that 95% of the blind and visually impaired community that's not a member of a consumer group that we, we can be a lighthouse for, we can be a pillar to, to get the word out there and advocate for them. So public awareness is very important. We've done some new things there. We've just acquired constant contact where we can reach out directly through emails to our members and our stakeholders and our donors. That's paying really, really good dividends. We also have to continue to work on improving our management and administrations through that program. We are launching a new enterprise operating system called Traction, uh, where we're going to kind of transition the organization to a more accountability culture-driven organization that looks at our people, that looks at our data and our processes. Uh, we created a vision this year along with our five key core values, which are um, integrity and honesty, uh, respect, uh, flexibility, collaboration, and initiative. And we're hiring people that, that live up to these five key core values in our staff positions and in our lead volunteers. So we're really working to put more structure in place. We think these nine programs will be the catalyst that brings our 38 committees and our board of directors and our staff all together to work collaboratively on solving the problems of the 21st centuries for the American Council of Blind. So, we're very excited about those steps, as well as we always have to continue to uh, work at increasing our membership and our fundraising efforts. Um, you know, the, the new world means that in order for somebody to join ACB, we have to have a value add out there. We have to give them a reason to join. And our new member and affiliates coordinator, Cindy Van Winkle, has just done a great job. She's hit the ground running. She's got an action plan out there with 27 uh, action steps that she wants to accomplish in the first year on how to develop, continue to develop our membership. 
you have an opportunity, Brian, I'd reach out and talk to Cindy. She's doing absolutely fantastic work. So with that, I'll, I'll quit chatting and uh, answer any more <laughs> no, of your no, questions. This is, this is great information. What, what can our listeners do to support ACB or get, or get a hold of you if they have any questions? Sure. Well, if they have any questions at all, I'll give you my, uh, I have no problem with giving you my home phone number first, so feel free to give me a call. It's uh, 407-678-0075. 407-678-0075. You can also contact me uh, with my ACB uh, email, which is dspoon, D-S-P-O-O-N-E, at acb.org, or feel free to reach out and contact anybody at the um, uh, office. They can get in touch with me, uh, you know, at either the Alexandria or Minneapolis offices, uh, and I, I'd be happy to talk to, uh, to any and all of our members or even folks that aren't members that are listening to the show but would like to learn more about becoming a member of ACB. Uh, we we need all the good volunteers and members that we can get. Uh, the lifeblood of our organization is our membership. Last year, I think we had over um, $400,000 in volunteer in-kind contributions of people donating their time to our organization. So the members are, are instrumental in, in meeting our mission and uh, we'll, you know, without members, we don't have an organization. So please get involved in any way you can. Get involved. Well, President Spoon, we look forward to the planned ACB improvements and how they will enhance the quality of life for blind people. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me, Brian, and uh, look forward to future conversations. And once again, thanks for all the great work you do. We appreciate it. My pleasure. Before we go, listeners, I welcome your comments on this program. Just visit and like me on Facebook at Speaking Out for the Blind or follow me on Twitter at Speak Out Blind or Speak Out for the Blind. You can also check out my website. That's speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com. More information on today's show is posted there. Just look under the list of episodes and show news tab. My new email address is speakout at acbradio.org and my show archive is at acbradio.org org slash speaking dash out dash four dash dash blind. Please note that there is a link located at the top half of the page and below the heading that says home speaking out for the blind, where you can subscribe to the podcast feed and listen to speaking out for the blind shows ranging from episode 94 to the present. That's all for this edition of speaking out for the blind. Thanks for listening and remember to speak out. Here at ACB Radio Mainstream, we are always working to improve the quality of our programming. If you have any feedback about anything you have heard here on ACB Radio Mainstream, please let us know by sending an email to support at acbradio.org. That's support at acbradio.org. You are listening to ACB Radio Mainstream, connecting the blind community. Symphony of sacred love.
Debbie Hazelton here, host of The Good Energy Mix and In the Quiet on ACB Radio Interactive. After 12 years and some occasional breaks, The Good Energy Mix is changing time and format, beginning one hour earlier at 10 a.m. Eastern each Monday. The Good Energy Mix format is changing to accommodate much of the music that is spiritual yet not suited for the more meditative climate of In the Quiet. So I hope you'll tune in and add your energy to the mix each Monday, the Good Energy Mix at 10 a.m. Eastern. And remember, In the Quiet, each Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, both here on ACB Radio Interactive. The American Council of the Blind has established the Legacy Society to honor and recognize individuals who have communicated their intentions to include ACB in their estate plans via a bequest or another type of planned gift. We want to acknowledge individuals for including ACB in their will while they are still living so that we can thank them for their commitment to perpetuating ACB's good work for years to come. Says ACB President Kim Charlson, more information about the Legacy Society and how you can help is available from Tom Tobin, Director of Development at ttobin, T-T-O-B-I-N, at acb.org, or by phone at 800-424-8666, option 5. Thank you for listening to ACB Radio and for considering ACB's future financial needs.